Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is July 19th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block, which is Doctrine and Covenants sections 81 through 83. And today we're actually going to talk a little bit more about the same verses that we discussed yesterday. If you remember, we talked about Doctrine and Covenants 81 verses 5 and 6. So I'm going to read those again, and then we'll talk about a new way that we can apply them today. Starting in verse 5, it says, Wherefore, be faithful, stand in the office which I have appointed unto you. Succor the weak, lift up the hands which hang down, and strengthen the feeble knees. And if thou art faithful unto the end, thou shalt have a crown of immortality and eternal life in the mansions which I have prepared in the house of my father. Now, if you'll remember, this section was given specifically to a counselor to the prophet Joseph Smith. So this idea of strengthening Joseph and strengthening those around him. Yesterday, we talked about these verses in a much broader sense about how our father in heaven would have us look to the needs of those around us, look to who we could strengthen, who we could help, who we could bless, and then being willing to step in and fill that role for them, being willing to answer the prayers of all the mothers and grandmothers and fathers out there who are pleading for someone to help their children. But today, I want to get a little bit more specific in these verses. Now, this scripture was given specifically to Joseph Smith's counselor on this idea of being willing to lift up and strengthen his leaders. We talked yesterday about Moses and Aaron and her and how this applied to lifting Moses up and strengthening him. But how does it apply to each one of us as we are called upon to sustain our leaders? As I was thinking about this today, it reminded me of a talk that President Faust gave clear back in 2002. And in this talk, he was speaking about prayer and the power of prayer and how we can be strengthened in prayer. And then at the very, very end, he added this, it almost seemed like a footnote, but it was something that was so important and so vital for us to understand. He said, I sincerely hope that as we say our daily prayers, We remember to ask the Lord's blessing to continue to abide with our beloved leader, President Gordon B. Hinckley. Now listen to this. Listen to what he says. No one fully knows, not even his counselors, how heavy his burdens are and how great his responsibility is. Doesn't that just blow your mind? Here you have President Hinckley's first counselor, and he's saying, no one fully knows how heavy his burdens are and how great his responsibility is. Now that is true, I'm sure, of President Nilsson as well, that no one really knows how heavy his burdens are and how great his responsibilities are. But I also believe that that can be said of all of our leaders. I think of our poor bishops and how heavy their burdens must be and how great their responsibilities must be. I remember even as my husband being a counselor in the bishopric, him coming home some days just looking heavy and distraught because that stewardship weighed on him and the hard things that the members of the ward were going through weighed heavy on him because of the love that he had for the members of our ward. And I think our bishops must just feel this absolutely heavy burden. And I love how President Faust owns it. He says, no one fully knows, not even his counselors, how heavy this burden is. For the bishops in the church, another bishop 
might be inclined to say, oh man, I know, I know how it is. I know how heavy it is. But in truth, he doesn't. In the same way that I can't look at someone who's gone through a similar life experience as me and say, oh man, I know how you feel because I experience it differently. One bishop couldn't possibly look at another and say, yeah, I know. I know how heavy it is. I know how hard it is because he's not dealing with the same people, the same issues, the same exact scenarios. And so for each and every bishop, even though I feel like there's probably some commiseration that happens in between them, where they can get a little bit each other and what they're going through, they can't fully know. And so that burden is a burden that oftentimes is bared alone, even apart from their counselors. And even apart from the wonderful elder scorn presidents and relief society presidents, sometimes their burden is a burden that's bared alone. And again, I believe that that's true with most callings of responsibility in the church, be it the prophet, our stake presidents, our bishops, our elders quorum presidents, relief society presidents, young women's presidents, where there's a burden of responsibility, there is a heavy, heavy responsibility. Now, don't get me wrong, where there is a stewardship or a mantle, there's also a strength that can be found from the Lord as we strive to fill our callings. But I think it's so important to remember and sustain our leaders in that heavy burden and heavy calling that they have. Elder Ivering once said, As we raise a hand to sustain a person, we commit to work for whatever purpose of the Lord that person is called to accomplish. By our sustaining vote, we make solemn promises. We promise to pray for the Lord's servants, that he will lead and strengthen them. We pledge that we will look for and expect to feel inspiration from God in their counsel and whenever they are acting in their calling. Pray daily for someone called by God to serve us. We can thank someone who has blessed us by his or her service. We can decide to step forward when someone we have sustained asks for volunteers. Those who uphold the Lord's servants in his kingdom will be sustained by his matchless power, and we all need that blessing. Now, in that same talk, President Eyring gives five different questions that we should ask ourselves when questioning if we are really sustaining the leaders in our lives. The first question is, have I thought of or spoken of human weakness in the people I've pledged to sustain? The second, have I looked for evidence that the Lord is leading them? Third, have I conscientiously and loyally followed their leadership? Four, have I spoken about the evidence I can see that they are God's servants? Five, do I pray for them regularly by name and with feelings of love? When it comes down to it, I feel like most of us at times are guilty of criticism. When criticism isn't necessary, we are all imperfect. Every single one of us are working in the Savior's kingdom somewhere, and we're all doing it imperfectly. I feel sorry for those who are in more public view, whether it be the prophets and apostles, or whether it be a stake president or a bishop, or a different type of leader. Because when they make mistakes or when they fail or when they struggle, it is in a very, very public view that they do so. Most of us have the privilege of struggling privately. And yet when they make mistakes, it's on blast for everyone to see and to know about. And so I feel like one of the best things that we can do for our leaders is give them the benefit of the doubt and refrain from criticism. Trust that they're doing their best. 
just like we would hope that they would assume the best of us and assume that we're trying our absolute best. President George Q. Cannon once said, God has chosen his servants. He claims it is his prerogative to condemn them if they need condemnation. He has not given it to us individually to censure and condemn them. No man, however strong he may be in the faith, however high in the priesthood, can speak evil of the Lord's anointed and find fault with God's authority on the earth without incurring his displeasure. The Holy Spirit will withdraw from such a man, and he will go into darkness. This being the case, do you not see how important it is that we should be careful? My friends, I absolutely love the promise in President Eyring's quote, where it says, those who uphold the Lord's servant in his kingdom will be sustained by his matchless power. As we sustain our leaders wholeheartedly, as we refrain from criticism and give them the benefit of the doubt, trusting that they're doing their best and look for ways that they are inspired by the Lord or leading from the Lord, then in that moment, we can expect to be sustained by the Lord. It's my testimony that we all need that a little bit. We all need God's hand to sustain us. And by exercising our faith and our trust, we can give that same gift and that same sustaining power to our leaders. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.